Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, our Lord and our God, we bless you. You bring forth good and wonderful things every day, every minute. Because you hold the world in your hand. You are the omnipotent God that is the all-powerful God. You are the all-knowing God. You are the one that is present everywhere. You are the same yesterday. You are the same today. And you remain the same forever. Lord, we have come before you this afternoon to hear your word. Speak to us by yourself, Jehovah God. Everyone here and those that are watching online, including me. Lord, we are ready to hear from you. Speak to us, oh God. Our heart is open. Our heart is willing to hear what you have for us. Speak for through me, Jehovah God, as your oracle. Let only that which you want be comfort from my mouth. Thank you, Father, for answered prayer. I speak against everything, every spirit that is to be against, that is against the word of God, that will not allow us to stay focused and hear what God wants to bless us with. I speak against them. I bind them. I cast them out of our thought, our deed, and our action in the name of Jesus. I declare that the entrance of the word of the Most High God, we bring forth light into us. We bring forth illumination. We bring forth deliverance all over our spirit, soul, and body. In Jesus' precious and mighty name, I have prayed and we have all received. Praise the Lord. So now we are going to go to the second part of what we started like a few weeks ago. And that theme is getting more closer to God. Getting more closer to God. Our text then was James 4, verse 8a. James 4, I will just replace, go a little bit to what we did that time. And James 4, 8a, NLT say, come close to God and God will come close to you. He said, come close to God and he will come close to us. If we don't come close to him, he doesn't force us. He will not come close to us. So he's requesting, he's telling us to come close. We have the force to make the move. Come close to me and then I will come close to you. And he goes further, wash your hands. You sinners, purify your heart. For your loyalty is divided between God and the world. And that is what is going on in this present day world. Do not let your loyalty to God be divided. If you want to stay with God, let us stay with him completely. We cannot serve two masters. That's the word the word of God says. We cannot serve God and want to enjoy the world. But we have to stay with God and there is enjoyment in God. Is, it, is there no enjoyment in God? Wow, women. Is there enjoyment with God? We enjoyed ourselves in the presence of our Father for those few days, and we are still enjoying today. Praise the Lord. So we can't divide our loyalty. We have to stay with God. He loves us so much. We are the only creature of all that God created. We are the only creature that is like God. We are the only one that resembles God. If you bring a pet here, even though they walk, but they are not like us. So that means we are the apple of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are the apple of God. 
We are the apple of his eyes. He loves us so much. If anything touches us, it touches him. So that's where we have to come close to him. So TPT says, make your heart closer and closer to God. Make your heart closer and closer. That is continuously. It's not something we have to do one time. We have to do it 24 by 7. We have to come closer and closer to God and he will come even closer to us. As we are drawing near to him, say, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. But make sure you cleanse your life. You sinners and keep your heart pure and stop doubting. He doesn't want us to doubt. Because faith, the Bible says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things that we have not seen, but we believe that we are going to have it. Because our God is a faithful God. He's not a man to, that he should lie. Whatever he says, he does it. He stands by his word. So what does getting closer to God mean? I mentioned it that time. Beginning to have a strong interest and desire to know more about God. Getting more closer to God, as I mentioned, we did two, two, two points. We are going to continue with that. I will just mention a little bit. I said, to know God more, we need to let go of our past. Forget it so that you can embrace the love of Jesus and be embraced by him. And the second point we did that time, Number two, deepen your love for God. We have to deepen our love for God. So deepening means it's a process of becoming deeper and more deeper and more profound and increasing in strength or intensity. So the love of God is the foundation for everything. As we read in that scripture, Jesus said, sorry, I'm trying to, Jesus, I will just read it. Jesus said the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel. Listen, O fountain of the living world church. The Lord our God is one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than this. So brethren, our love for God must be advancing every day through the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank God that's what we heard during our general Sunday school. We cannot navigate life in our own strength. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. As we get redeemed, as God saved us, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why he said in Acts 1.8, but you and I will receive power after that the Holy Spirit have come upon us. And we will now be able to do greater things that he has ordained for us because we, our his stamp is on us. The stamp of God is on our life. When we surrender our life, even when, as he created us, the stamp is there. But in the dispensation of grace of the New Testament, then Jesus Christ came to bring us back to God because of what Adam and Eve did. But now the second Adam now brought grace and mercy so that we can be able to have that constant fellowship with the, with the Lord Jesus Christ. So now number three of what does he require for us to get closer to God. Number three, 
we must, God must be first in our lives. God must be first in our lives. And we must always be willing, ever ready to listen and obey God's instruction at all times. Genesis 12, verse 1 to 4. Abraham, you know, we have this example. Exemplary people that, has, that, that live this kind of life. And those are ex examples are for us to emulate. So Abraham listened and had unquestionable obedience in God's instruction and command. Abraham never, you no, God, I can't do it. He always obeyed God. Can we read that Genesis 12? If you don't have it, I will read it. He said in that New King James Version, he said, Now the Lord God has said to Abraham, Get out of your country. God bless you all, our production team. You did a wonderful job, I understand. I gave it to you this morning. But don't worry, I have some. Please, let's give, let, let's, let's give them a clap offering. I know we are giving it to God, oh, but we are appreciating them. God will bless you so much richly. The Lord will reward you for all that you are doing. You are not doing it in vain. You will see it as you go along your life journey. Praise the Lord. So God must be number one in our lives. And we must be willing. That willingness has to be there. We must be willing and ever ready to listen. And obey God's instruction at all times. See the way God took us in the praise and worship this morning. We have to be totally yielded. We can't live our life by our own self. It's only divine. He is the true vine. We are going to get there. We are the branches. And the branch cannot live by itself. Except it's rooted in the vine. So Abraham listened and had unquestionable obedience of God's instruction and command. And God told him, now the Lord God has said to Abraham in that Genesis 1 to 4, 12, 1 to 4. Now the Lord said to Abraham, get out of your country. Thank you. Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Imagine. If God asks one of us, get out of, if, of this vicinity where you are and go to Senegal. Do we know where Senegal is? <laughs> are we going to think twice and say, oh, I don't know where that place is. How could I get from this comfortability that I am in and now go to that place, West African country? But God is the one that knows the reason why he told Abraham here, get out of your country and your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. That blessing is coming because we are Abraham. Abraham blessings are ours. So as I'm reading it, say amen to it. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the heart shall be blessed. Do you see what Abraham did? He says, so Abraham departed. So Abraham departed as the Lord has spoken to him. 
And Lot went with him. That's a clause. That's a comma. And Lot went with him. God gave Abraham instruction. Go out from your... Did God, God didn't say, okay, oh Abraham, as you are going out of your father's family, now take your kinsman, take your cousin, take your family member with you. He said, Abraham, he mentioned Abraham. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Aaron. Imagine, 75 year old man, and God instructed him. You know, this day that we had, this current century, 75 year old, you'll be thinking, what am I going to go and do in a new land again? I'm almost, I'm 75 years old. Thank God, the Bible says with long life, it will satisfy us. So, that, that means Abraham lived more than that. And that is our portion also, by the grace of God. So, Abraham, what I'm bringing out, what I want to bring out there is Abraham departed as the Lord commanded him. Also, when God gives us that we are, we are getting closer to God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we have to be sensitive to whatever he gave us. We have to listen to the specific instruction that God gives us. We can put our own thought, our own mindset, our own head knowledge, our own making. We can't put it in. We have to follow strictly with whatever God has. So that, so that shows that we have to make God number one. Let God be number one in our lives. Do not plan it and say, you know what, God, this is what I have, I, I decided to do. You have already made a decision. But we have to put him in before even you make that decision. God, I am committing this to you. I am doing this. I am doing that. So that he can give us the right direction. Because he has a right direction. So he, God is always willing to listen to us. So he is always willing and ready to listen to us. And we have to be willing to come close to him. So that he can give us direction. So that he can help us to navigate life through all, the, all his plans. Because he has a plan for us. He said, for I know the plans that I have for you. Plans of good and not of evil. To give all of us an expected hand. So Abraham is always willing and ready to listen and obey God's instruction. Because Abraham obeyed. Now see, Genesis 26.5. He said... Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandment, my status, and my law. He said, because Abraham obeyed. That blessing, because he obeyed, he always obeyed God. So we have to, as we are getting closer, as we are, you know, like pursuing to get closer to God, we have to be willing. We have to be ready to always obey whatever he asks us to do. Hebrews 11, 8 to 10. He said, Abraham had faith in God. His faith was unwavering. Even after that so many, after that old year, God kept on promising Abraham, you will have a promised child. You will have a promised child. Even though in the flesh, Abraham and his wife, Sarah, they went and did it in their own head knowledge. But God still kept that promise. Because God is a promise keeper. When he promises us something, he does it. Sometimes we may accept tell people, oh, I, want, I, would, I will call you tomorrow. In the busy of our schedule, we may not be able to call that person to, but God, whatever he says, 
he does it. He's a faithful God. He stands by his word. So by faith, Abraham obeyed God. That's, uh, that's Hebrews 11, 8 to 10. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he will receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob. The ears with him of the same promise. Verse 10. For he wanted for the city which has foundation, whose builder and maker is God. You see, Abraham obeyed God and he waited. He went to that city and God fulfilled his promise. So the same way we have to make God first and be willing to always obey him. And Abraham always worshipped God. Let's emulate that. When we get, because the Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. He wants us to worship him. He wants us to worship him in the beauty of his holiness. Because that is the food that we can give our God. Praise and worshiping him. Praise and worship. And that's what, before we get to heaven, we have to start doing it here. Let's start worshiping and doing it here. Living that life. Because when we give our life to Christ, we start enjoying heaven here on heart before we get there by the grace of God. So number four, knowing God, it requires us to have a very strong interest and passion. We have to have a very strong interest and passion to get closer to God. We have to have that strong passion. So interest, what is interest? Interest is the state of wanting to know or learn about someone or something. If I want to learn and know more of, my, of, of our mommy here, I will get closer to her. I will make sure I just talk, just have conversation and discussion with her all the time. And as I do that, I will be able to get to know, him, to know her more. I will know what she likes. I will know what she doesn't like. I will know, I will know a lot of things. So, and because I have that strong desire, I will call her on the phone. Mama, how are you doing? Uh, I would just, and that is the same thing that God wants us to do. He wants us to have a very strong one, not just, not just this, strong one, a very strong interest and passion to know him. So passion is a strong desire. Love, passion is a strong desire and love. So a strong or extravagant fondness because interest and passion, there's a little bit different. So interest and passion are similar, but the key difference lies in their intensity. It lies in that intensity. So passion is more intense than interest, but it goes along together. So brethren, we must desire strongly to know God more every day. It's not just one thing. Every day, every day we have to have that strong desire. We have to have that strong passion to know him. When we are passionate, our interest must lead to a strong passion too. When we are passionate about knowing God, we must make time. We must make time for him in our daily life. No matter how busy we are. I know because I'm in this, 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 this side of the world that we have. We are very busy. We have to go to work. When we come back, 
Sometimes on the road, that's when we are eating breakfast. That's why we go to fast food. So that we can get it fast, 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 fast. But getting closer to God, we cannot do it fast food. We have to do it diligently every day. Because sometimes God wants to talk to us. We're in a rush. Oh, I have to get to work. I have to get to work. Oh, I, I have to do this. Yes, we have to do it. While we are doing that, we can just constantly meditate on the word of God. See, they gave us scriptures to be reading every day. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And forget not all his brain. That Those verses, they are full of wisdom. They are full of what we can, can, we can set our mind on for the whole day. Lord, I thank you. I will never forget all your benefits. You forgive me my sin. You heal all my diseases. You crown me with loving kindness. You deliver my life from destruction. So you see, that means when we have that strong desire, even though in the midst of that, different thought comes to our mind. Different thought. That's why we have to bring every thought to the knowledge and the obedience of Christ at all times. We cannot do, stop doing that. We have to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And that passion, that strong passion has to be there. Paul was our great example. Paul said in Philippians 3, verse 9 to 10, TPT, Paul said, my passion is to be, my passion is to be consumed. He wants to be consumed. My passion is to be consumed with him and not to cling to my own righteousness. He realized that. Even though he lived that life, that rough life, that sinful life, killing, killing believers, but immediately God turned, God did that 360 turn around. In Paul's life, Paul was saying, my passion is to be consumed. Let this be our passion. My passion is to be consumed. Let's read it together. One, two, go. My passion is to be consumed with him and not clinging to my own righteousness. Based in keeping the written law, my righteousness will be is based on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. Let this be. Leave it there. We'll see really. Don't take it off. No, that second one you, you put. Yes, thank you. Let's leave it there. So our passion, we should be consumed with knowing Christ. We should be consumed with his will. We should be consumed. We should not hold on to our own understanding. That's, why, that's what Proverbs said. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean onto your own understanding. Do not lean onto your own understanding. So you see, Paul here says his passion is to be consumed. And the very righteousness that comes from God, because the righteousness of God is what we are living. He has given us his own righteousness. So we have the righteousness of Christ in us. So Paul is saying that his whole, his whole life is just is consumed with that passion to know God, to know Christ. He said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. So I will continue. He said, and I continually, I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus. And I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus more fully and to experience the overflowing power of his resurrection, walking in me, walking in him. 
Let's read it together. And I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus more fully and to experience the overflowing power of his resurrection walking in me. I will be one with him in his sufferings and I will be one with him in his death. You see, we have to continually, it's not just one thing. It's not only when we sit down here to come and listen or we are listening to the Bible study. We have to know God personally, my brothers and my sisters. We have to get closer to him personally. I cannot do it for you, you can't do it for me. We have to do it by our own self. You see that song said, I am going, yeah, yeah, yes, I am. I'm going higher today. I'm going higher, yes, I am. Going with Jesus to stay. I'm going above the shadow into the presence of God into the presence of Jesus I'm going today this should be our song every day you are driving be singing it you know I was just so so glad when our daddy was saying it yes and sometimes the Holy Spirit we put song in our heart you know, there was a song that, just, that the Holy Spirit just put in my heart like a few weeks ago I was at work. It's a Yoruba song. It's my native song. That song, I don't know how the song just came. I started singing. I have to put it on a sticker. I started singing it. And I know God is doing something. So my brothers and my sisters, as Paul just said here and as we are ready together, let, all, let that passion consume our life. Let the Holy Spirit take over. Let the Holy Spirit take over. Let's just surrender it all to him. Don't let us sing that song. I surrender it all to you. Let's for real surrender all to him. Let's for real let the consuming, let, let the passion to, to know God more consume our life. Take over continually. And I know as we do that, God will continue to move closer to us too because he said, get closer to me and I will get closer to you. So Paul was our great example, who was very passionate and committed to knowing Jesus. Philippians 3, 7 to 9, he said, I once thought these things were valuable. He said, he once, that was his, he said I once thought that these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Because the life that he lived together, he thought that it was a valuable life. Our whole life also, we thought that, oh, that, that I'm enjoying life. But when Christ saved us, when Christ came and redeemed us from that cause of the law, when Christ washed away our sins, we now have a new life. As 2 Corinthians 5, 17 said, now if you are a new creature in Christ, all things are passed away. So now Philip, uh, uh, Paul was saying, I once thought that these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless. When compared, when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. You see, let's, let, let's just leave everything. It's not that you are not going to work. We have to work. 
Because even the Bible says, the hand that does not walk, we, not, we, we walk. But in between, as we are walking, we have to put it together. We have to balance our life. And balance it with getting closer to God. He said, compare. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Savior. For his sake, I have discarded everything. He said, for the sake of Christ, he discarded everything. Counting it all garbage. So that I could gain Christ. This should be our heart yearning every day. Me too, I'm in it. It's my heart yearning. God, I want to get closer to you every day. I want to know you more. I'm not satisfied with the way I am. I want to get closer. I want to move in from one glory. One level of glory. One level of advancement in knowing God to another. This should be our daily at yelling and our prayer. And I know as we do that, God will continue to bring us closer to him and will continue to take out what is not supposed to be there and be putting what is supposed to be in our life by the grace of God. He went further. He said, I no, I'm no, I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. We read it already. So now for my, and he went further. In, I want to emphasize Philippians 3.10. He said, for my determined purpose, that is AMPC. For my determined purpose is, you know, there are some uh, version that brings it more, more meaningful. He said, for my determined purpose is, that I may know him, that I may progressively, progressively, that it constantly, do it constantly and diligently, progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and, and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. I mentioned more strongly and more clearly. And that I may in that same manner come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, which it exerts over believers, thank God, over all of us and those watching online, that I may so share. And then when God is with us, we may so share in the suffering as to be continually transformed. Because we will share in the suffering of Jesus Christ. Sometimes things may not go rosy. Because Jesus Christ was our example too. He went through all that. You see the way everybody is just, oh, you are eating with sinners. But he didn't, he didn't pay no mind to that. Because that was what his purpose. As to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness. Even to his death in the hope. So that should be our daily at yearning. We have to have a very strong desire and interest in getting closer to God every day. Should not, it should not be only on Sunday when we come to church. It should not be only when we are listening to the Bible study or when we come here. We have to know God on our own. So that everything we are hearing here, we go back. We constantly hear it because as I'm saying it now, some, it may not seek in there. We have to continually, every day, go back to it, study it. That's why it says study the word of God. So you study it, you meditate upon it constantly, every day. So it should be our deepest at yearning. Intense, that is extremely earnest, longing daily to know God more. 
The Bible says in Matthew 5, 6, it says, Blessed are those who hunger. He said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. When we have that hunger, when we have that strong desire, he will fill us with all that we need every day. Is the ability to be patient? As Galatians 5, all those fruit of the Spirit. When we are getting closer to him and yielding, we totally yield to the Holy Spirit. We totally yield to God. And through that power of the Holy Spirit that he has sent to all of us that we have received, and those that are yearning to receive it, we receive it. That is what will help us to navigate. And that is what will help us to get closer to him more and more. Number five, humble yourselves and submit to God completely. James 4.10. James 4.10. He said, humble yourself feeling very insignificant in the presence of the Lord and he will exalt you. He will lift you up and make your life significant. We count ourselves as nothing before him even though his life is in us. He has breathed the breath of life in us. He has given us the Holy Spirit. But he wants us at the same time to humble ourselves before him. Because if we want to know God and we are too much, we talk too much, we don't want to hear God, he will, he will just, he won't talk. But we have to be humble. We have to be willing. We have to humble ourselves and submit completely to God. Don't let us rely on our own understanding. Let's give it. He's the author. He's the one. He said, is any of you lack wisdom? Ask. Because he's the author and the originator of wisdom. So, and he's the one that made us. He's the one that brought us here. He's the one that formed us in our mother's womb. So we have to humble ourselves and he will now lift us up. Proverbs 16.5. The Lord detests the proud. They will surely be punished. That means pride is not, is, is not what we can't get close. When we are getting closer to God, we cannot allow pride. We have to humble ourselves completely. You see, the Lord detests the proud. That means the Lord does not want us to be proud. We have to give everything to him and allow him to direct and control our life. So we must be willing to humble ourselves in the presence of the Lord and it will lift us up and make our lives significant. So the Holy Spirit empowers us for our new life journey in the Lord Jesus. So Proverbs, I'm going to read TPT. If you don't get it, I'll read it from here. Yahweh distress all proud of art for pride attract punishment. Let's listen. Pride attract punishment. And you can count on that. You can avoid evil through surrendered worship and the fear of God for the power of his faithful love removes sin's guilt. <laughs> the power of God's faithful love removes sin guilt and grips over us. So we have to humble because God, he said, our God, Yahweh said, he detests the proud. And he wants us to humble ourselves to him. And he said his faithful loves remove sin's guilt. Even if that guilt comes because we have humbled ourselves, if the guilt comes because through the power of the Holy, we'll be able to take our stand. No, my sins have been forgiven. I am now before him. He's the one controlling my life. I, I say, God, I give it all. Just take over. Every morning, every day, let's release ourselves to God. Let's humble ourselves to God. Number six, praying always. 
When we want to get closer to God, we have to live a life of prayer. We have to live a life of prayer. Never stop praying. First Thessalonians 5.17. It said never stop praying. That is, we can never stop praying. We have to pray at all times. And we have to pray at all times in the spirit. Jude 1.20. It reads us, but you, my delight to love friends, constantly, you see, it came, constantly and progressively build yourself up on the foundation of your most holy faith by praying every moment in the spirit. You see, thank God we, you know, we learn new things. I don't used to pray in the spirit as when I was growing as a believer, but as I tap into it, 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 it is very, it's such a blessing. You will see how peaceful your life will be. And just, just release yourself. Let the Holy Spirit pray through. Just be praying in the Spirit. And you will see how tremendously you will enjoy more glorious manifestation of God's presence in, in your life. Commit all your daily action, activities to God every day in prayer. That's Proverbs 16.3. Involve God in your daily itinerary. Don't inform him about after making all those ideas about making the plan. Involve, just commit it to him first. Commit, him, commit it to him. Don't come and inform him after you have made all the plans. So you have, we have to do that if you want to get closer to God because God wants us to be totally yielded to him. Recognize and understand that Jesus is the way. The truth and the life. He is all-knowing God. He knows everything about our lives. He knows our tomorrow. He knows our past. He knows the present. He knows our tomorrow. So that's why we have to commit everything to him in prayer. You see, Matthew 7, 7 says, Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. This is the word of God. I'm not the one that, that wrote the word. This is the word of God. And the infallible word of God is very strong. He said the word of God is strong and, you know, and sharper than any two edges. He said keep on asking and you will receive what you ask. So we keep on praying. We keep on committing our, our ways, our lives to him. And keep on seeking. We keep on seeking to know him more. And we will find him. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to us. And that is what we will experience by the grace of God as we do that. Daniel, Daniel had a very close relationship with God. He asked his God of heaven to show him, you know, when the king had that dream. Nobody was able to interpret that dream. Nobody. Daniel went and called his friends. Let's ask God to give us interpretation, give us revelation of this. And God answered them. So that's Daniel chapter 2. Verse 17 to 19. He said then, Daniel went home and told his friends, and, and, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, what had happened. He urged them to ask the God of heaven to show them his mercy by telling them the secret. So they will not be executed along with the other wise men of Babylon. That night, you see, he didn't even go right away. That night, because the Bible said Daniel knew his God. He said, those that know their God, they shall be strong and do exploit. We, when we know our God and we get closer to him and we continue to seek him more, he will reveal to us whatever we ask him. He said, that night, the secret was revealed 
to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven. So our God is a faithful God. He said we should keep on asking, keep on seeking. And he said we will find as we seek. So God gave this young man an unusual Daniel 1.17. This is what happens when we get closer, when we get more closer and getting more closer to him. He will give us, he mentioned here in this Daniel 1.17, he said God gave these four young men an unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom. Imagine, because their life is totally yielded to God. And God gave Daniel the special ability to interpret the meaning of visions and dreams. That was God. That was what happened to Joseph. The Bible says the Lord was with Joseph. Even his master realized that. He saw that, that the Lord was with Joseph. And all that he did was prosper. He brought prosperity. He brought blessing to the master's house. That is what will happen to us when we get closer to God. God will use us to bless the people around us. God will use us to bless our co-workers. So because when our life, the Bible says when our life is pleasing to God, it will make our enemy to be at peace with us. But if we don't get closer to him, if he doesn't take you know, over our life, it, don't cease, but let us do that. Please, my brothers, we need to do, we need to allow God, we need you to be totally yielded to the Lord Jesus Christ. Even Jesus said, this is how you should pray, Father, may your name, this is Luke eleven three 3 to 4. He said, Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come upon, may your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need and forgive us our sins. And we forgive those who, forgive, who, who, who sin against us. Even this is Jesus instructing us to do that. So we, you see, it's very important that we have to make sure that we get closer to God. And Luke 19, I'm sorry, Luke 11, 9 to 10. And so I let you keep on asking and you will receive. We read that. So number seven Give yourself to the ministry of the word of God. Give yourself to the ministry of the word of God. Feed on the word of God consistently. Always on every occasion. Meditate constantly on the word of God. Pay attention and listen carefully. Concentrate on the word of God. Proverbs 4, 20 to 22, he said, my son, give attention to my word. My brethren, let us give attention to the word of God. Fountain of the living word church, give attention to the words of God. Incline your ear to my saying, do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life to those who find them. The word of God is life. is the life of God, Christ. John 1 said, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So we see when we do this, when we give attention to the word of God, he said, for this word, there is life in the word. And you see, there is life in our ear when we open our eyes, when we incline our ears to the word of God. My child, pay attention to what I say. 
Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. You see, the word of God gives life. It gives healing to our whole body. Psalm 119, verse 97 to, to, uh, to 100. It said, oh, how, this was David. David was a man after God's own eyes. He said, oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. This is the meditation in the heart of Daniel. Let, uh, I'm sorry, of, of David. Let this be our own life too. Let us love the law, the word of God. Let that meditation of that word continually be in our heart. Before I round up, I want us to read John. John chapter 15. John chapter 15. I am the true vine. I am the grave vine. I am the true grave vine. And my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches... He cut off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do not bear fruit. So they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and you purified by the message I have given you. We already pruned. He saved us. He sent his word to us and he said the word heals us. But constantly we have to make sure that we stay in the vine. Let number, verse 4. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, taken off from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. You see, we cannot do anything except through God. Because the Bible says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So he's asking us because he's referring, you see, Jesus Christ is referring to himself as a true vine. And the father as the vine dresser, as the gardener. He's like a branch, you know, when you, when you, when you plant a tree. You will see that tree, the stalk of the tree is on the ground. And from that ground, if the ground does not have the nourishment... To grow, the branches are those leaves that you will see outside there. But if the branch is cut off from the vine, that branch cannot survive. So that is what God is telling us. We should remain in him. He said, remain in me and I will remain in you. In, in you. He said, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from God, we cannot do anything by our own self. Even though we do it, but it will not be, it will not be the way that God wants it to be. Because he's the one that knows our life. He's the one that can help us to navigate our life. So we have to remain in that vine. And say, anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away. That is not our portion in Jesus' name. Like a useless branch and withers, such branches, branches are gathered into a pile to be born. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are a true disciple.
These bring great joy to my father. You see? If we remain in him, he makes us to be a true disciple, a true follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And these bring great joy to our father in heaven. So he's telling us we have to remain in the vine. He went for this. I have loved you even as the father has loved me. Remain in my love. Fountain of the living world church members. Remain in the love of God. When you obey my commandment, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my father's commandment. He obeyed. Jesus Christ obeyed his father's commandment. I remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends. He's telling us we are his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. We are his friends when we do what he commands us. Even though when we stray away, he still loves us. The, that, 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 that was the, the way the story of the prodigal son was, you know, was reflected to us. The prodigal son went away, but he came back realizing what he did. So in whichever areas of our life that we have strayed away, let's come back to the vine. We cannot survive if we don't stay in the vine. We cannot survive this life, the life, the, the way things are going every day. Evil is abounding, but when we get closer to God, we get that strength, we get that ability to stay strong. We get that ability to stay strong. That son said, I want to be strong in the Lord. I want to know that I'm his own and trust in him with all my heart. I never doubt when things are bad. Do you see the way the, the things are out in the world? But when we are strong in the Lord, as Daniel said, they that, they that, you know, they that do know they are God, they will be strong and do exploit. Even when, you know, as we get closer to you, it will give us the strength and the ability to stand strong. Even though you go to the store, the prices are going what? But God will always be our provider. He said, I am a great provider. I will provide for all your needs according to my riches in glory in Christ Jesus. So we go there because we are getting closer to him. It doesn't matter to us because we know our God is the one that supplies all our needs. Even in the midst of hardness, he's able to supply all our needs. So my brothers and my sisters, let us remain in the vine. Don't take yourself out of the vine because you can not afford to take, we can't afford to do that because we will. There is a boat, you see. <laughs> this women's conference, thank God to the glory of God. I was joking with one of my unit members, I said, We are in the same boat, you can't come out of my boat. We're in the same boat together, and who is the, who is the one that is driving the boat? Our Lord Jesus Christ. And when He drives the boat of our life, we will never be disappointed. We will always be strong and firm and stand firm in Him, no matter what happens. Even if you go to the doctor, do you do physical? 
and they, told, they are telling you, thank God, thank you so much, our drama unit, women drama unit, thank you. Thank you for the blessing that we receive from that drama. What is it that the doctor have told you when you get closer to God? It doesn't matter to you because the Bible says, by the stripes of Jesus, we have been healed. So you saw stand your ground and say, God, this is what the paper has said. It has happened to me before. They told me that baby in your womb is abnormal. I said, no, you are not the one that put the baby there. Jesus, God put the baby in this womb and the baby is normal. And the baby will come out normal. And my God that put a stamp to the whatever we believe in him. Because I stood my ground. No, I don't have abnormal baby. Because I've been trusted. I trusted God for a couple of years before God did the miracle to me. And you are now telling me that the baby is abnormal. You don't put that baby there because God put the baby there. Because whatever God does is, is perfect. And please, my brothers and my sisters, let us stand strong. And firm in the Lord. Pressures will come. News, negative news will come. But when we get closer to him, when we remain in the vine, we'll be able to stand strong and be able to say, God, I am standing strong. We continue on yielding to whatever the enemy is bringing. We continue to stand strong on what God says. If God says it and we believe it, that settles it if God says it and you and I believe it that settles it when God says it who is the man that will override what God says nobody because he is the one that has the final say he's the one that says a thing and bring it to pass so that is the reason why we have to get closer to him. We have to remain in the vine so that we can have all the nourishment that we need as the word is advancing. The word of God is forever settled. It does not change. He's the same God yesterday. He's the same today and he remains the same forever. So my brothers, my brethren, let us stand strong in the word of God. Let us stand strong and continue to stand strong. So when you stand, continue to stand strong Continue to be on you. Do, 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 don't have a question because sometimes they God, why? We should just be willing, obedient servant. I say, God, he call us friends. We are the friend of God. We are the apple of his eyes. He loves us so much. So we have to remain in the vine. He is the true vine and we are the branches. And he said, we, we are not going to be cut off by the grace of God. Yes, we are not going to be cut off. God will help us to remain standing in him every day, every minute. Praise the Lord. You have, I'm going to read verse 16 of that same John. He said, you have not, cho you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. He said, we have not chosen, but he chose us. Imagine. But I have chosen you and I have appointed you. I have planted you that you might go and bear fruit and keep on bearing fruit. We have to keep on. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit and keep on bearing and that your fruit may be lasting, that it remain and abide in the vine. 
So we have to continue remain so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, as presenting all that I am, all that they say, I am that I am. That was what you told Moses. I am that I am, I've sent you. And he may give it to us. That is, give us what is his will. So we have to continue to remain in the vine. Because Jesus repeatedly referred to the need for the branches to remain connected to the vine. To the true vine. Which means if a branch is broken off of a grapevine, it will die. It, will, it is only when a branch remains connected that it can experience the life of the vine. And be able to produce food. We have to continue to remain in the vine. And Jesus tells his disciples that same thing. You know, he told them, he is the true vine. So we also, we have to continue to stay connected so that we can bear fruit and that fruit will remain and last forever. So we have to continue staying connected with the vine, abiding in the vine, and let the word remain in us as John 15, 17. Let his words remain in you, in me also. So God will help us. The blessing that we receive in getting closer to God, we have a revelational gift as Daniel has. We have peace of mind because you have peace of mind over things. Because fear is not of God. The Bible says he has not given us the spirit of bondage again to fear. We have, God will give us a proper guidance and direction of our daily life pursuit. If we get closer and we continue to constantly, you know, having that passion, pursuing to know him more and all that. And God will continue to manifest himself in our lives. Praise the Lord. Let us rise up. Let us rise up. Let's continue to talk to God. If, is there in any area of our lives, maybe that we have not been able to allow him or to totally yield everything to him. Those watching online, continue to pray with us also. Commit yourself to God. If you have to recommit, if you have to re re recommit yourself to God and tell God whatever you have done in any way that you have not been remaining in the vine constantly. Tell God, God, I am sorry. I am sorry for the way I've not been so constantly, you know, connected with you, abiding in you. I am because you have been reminded today about getting more closer to God. Help me, Lord. He's always, he's our helper. That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to, don't, don't just think you can do it. I got it. No. We got it through him because he's the one that can help us to stand strong. So let's continue to talk to God and pray. And I know God is here. He's, he's here before we are here. His presence is all over this place. It's all over this place.